Welcome to Household Hermeneutics, where we're going to take you on a journey through systematic and historical theology and help you apply it to your daily family life. Hey, you guys, welcome to our brand new podcast, Household Hermeneutics. Yes, I'm so excited to be finally doing this. This is a project that's been in the works for about six months. We've been doing a lot of research, a lot of pre-recording, a lot of writing, uh, and we're here and we're really excited because we both feel like this this project has just been amazing to work on. Yes, absolutely. Very fruitful for ourselves. So good. So we the kind of the genesis of this podcast started when um, back in the spring of 2021, uh, Jason came on my podcast, Finding Joy in Your Home, which was called Homemaking Foundations at the time. And we did a five part series on eschatology. Yes. And that was born out of our own personal study. We're going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, And we yeah, we had so much fun. We loved it. You got we got so much great feedback from you guys on wanting to dive into more topics. Yeah. And so we thought about maybe doing some of that more on finding joy in your home. And as we started talking about it, this whole brand new podcast um, idea was really born out of that little mini series. Yeah, we realized that to actually like do it as often and on as many topics as we would have liked to, it would have just been like taking over finding joy in your home. So Mm -hmm. we were like, no, this needs its own dedicated place. And so that's what this is. Yeah, and we have actually some really fun surprises that are going to be coming along with this new podcast um, that you're going to hear a bunch about today. And so this is just this is a whole big new project. And so a lot of you are going to be following along from Finding Joy in Your Home. You already know who we are. You've you've listened to both of us talk for a <laughs> lot of time. Mostly you. Uh, but yeah. A lot of me. Um, but this brand new podcast, I know we're going to have a lot of new people too. So Jason and I are going to take just a few minutes to introduce ourselves uh, and our family. And um, Jason's actually really heading up this project and this podcast. I am kind of now just like the little co-host who's helping along. Well, so by that, you just mean that I'm doing all the grunt work. <laughs> Jason's doing all the legwork, which is awesome. So I'm going to let him take over right now. So um, let's introduce ourselves. Sure. Well, if you don't already know, um, we are the Balmays. I am Jason. And You're Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> we have six children ranging in ages from, as of the recording of this episode in 2021, from eight years old all the way down to one year old. So that is, uh, yeah, six kids, eight and under. It's a blast. So we have been married for 12 years. And like Jason said, we have six kids. Um, our children's story is a little unique because we have two sets of twin boys. So we started off with a set of twin boys. Two years later, we had a second set of twin boys. Because that happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, they were natural. Everybody wants to ask. I know everybody's curious. Um, My dad is a twin. My dad's a fraternal twin. And so we knew there was like a, I don't know, 6% chance, maybe, maybe less that we would have a set of twins. Although my entire childhood, I always said that I wanted twins and, um, I never thought I'd have them. And then our chances of two sets of twins right off the bat is just insane. Um, and then we have one girl. So our, our oldest are eight, our middle twins are um, six and our one girl is four years old. And then we have a one-year-old boy. Um, and so it makes for a fun and busy household. And Jason and I, and our six kids are currently right now trying traveling around the United States in a renovated 32 foot RV, because when you work online and you already homeschool, 
why not add I in know. some more crazy and travel around the country? Exactly. Um, and no, we've, we've actually been having um, just an incredible time where our goal is all lower 48 states and all of the national parks. Um, we're just kind of trucking along. So we are recording this right now yep. in our RV with the kids sleeping. Exactly. And that mm -hmm. is probably how most of these episodes uh, will be done until we settle down. So, of course, being married and having six kids and taking our faith our Christianity extremely seriously. Family discipleship is a really big, important thing for us. Yeah, it's huge. And our kids are young still. Um, we're young still. And um, we haven't been married that long. And this is something that we are continually working on and learning in and growing in is how do we raise up our children in the Lord? And this is something that is a really big task and a really big calling, and it can be really overwhelming. And we hear all the time from other families who are like, what do you do for family discipleship? How do you teach your children? Um, how do you make it a priority? Why is it a priority? Um, so much that goes into kind of this idea of family discipleship. And we are also very big proponents of theology and being serious about our faith and serious about the Bible and um, you know, having a defense for um, why we believe what we believe, knowing why we believe what we believe and taking this seriously. And so all of that is bleeding into what this new podcast here is in Household Hermeneutics. Exactly. And this episode specifically, we are aiming to have it just be an introduction to what this show is, what is, what it's all about, what is its purpose and so that hopefully you guys can get on board with the vision and be excited to, to move forward. Yes. And then starting in episode three, you guys buckle up because we are diving systematically into theology and into scripture with an intensely practical focus of why does this matter for regular family life? How do we disciple our children? How do we grow stronger marriages? How does this how does this have such a practical impact then? in our home. And so that's what starting episode three, we're going to really be really be digging into. It's going to be great. So um, Jason, why don't you explain what our name here is? Um, household hermeneutics. What does this mean? Sure. Other than just sounding alliteratively pleasant. Because <laughs> we like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what we are intending to convey by the name of this podcast is the household hermeneutics. By household, what we're referring to is the family unit. So Generally speaking, any combination of a family that you may have, a husband and father, wife, mother, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, that is specifically what we're referring to when we say household. And then moving on to hermeneutics, hermeneutics is the study of the general principles of biblical interpretation, or I guess you could say it's the science of biblical interpretation. So at like the most basic level, a hermeneutic is the method by which you would read and interpret the Bible. Like a high level example of this would be uh, a literal hermeneutical approach or a moral or allegorical hermeneutical approach. So some people may ask, isn't hermeneutics just like exegesis, like when you go to church and your pastor preaches exegetically? And no, that's not exactly what it means. It's There is a somewhat fine distinction between the two. It's that hermeneutics is the method of interpretation, while exegesis is the actual interpretation. So to wrap that all up, household hermeneutics means studying the Bible and making application to all members and relationships within your family. So, uh, you know, if you wanted a longer and less pleasant sounding name for the show, we could have named it something like uh, studying the Bible for application to families or something like that. 
Yeah, and we when we were really tossing around what to name it, we kept coming up, kind of coming back to that idea of family discipleship, raising our children in the Lord, being firm believers ourselves. And um, I think Jason came up with the name of household hermeneutics, and it just completely defines what we are trying to do here um, is making the Bible real and um, growing our passion uh, and that excitement within our families for God and his word and for theology and for doctrine. And uh, so many of us didn't learn this stuff growing up. And even as adults, as Christians, um, we just said two big words, hermeneutics and exegesis. Those are really big theological words that uh, you may or may not know the definition of. Or well, you, you do now. <laughs> you, <laughs> you do now. Um, and going, th- this is what we want to go through is doctrine can be awesome. Doctrine can be so interesting. um, And it is a way that we can learn to get to know God more and deeper. And it is um, intensely practical. You know, we look at, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, you just said getting to know God more and on a deeper level. And to me, it's always been very commonsensical, but in any relationship, the better you get to know someone on like a deeper, more personal, more intimate level, the more you can actually like grow capacity to love and care for and appreciate that person. And I truly believe that that applies to God. Obviously, God is not a person in in, in the same sense as like a friend. But by getting to know him and his word and his his attributes and what he has laid down in scripture for us to understand him by, the more we actually get to know that on an actual deep level, and by studying it, the more we can actually grow in our own capacity to love and appreciate him. I always remember in times of my life when I have been more, uh, I don't know how to say it, just like spiritually dry or maybe lacking. It's always like, I really want to want to love and know God more. And I really do believe after you know years of, of doing it more or less, that one of the biggest ways you can actually impact your own desire and love and care for God is to study his word on a deeper level. And that's what we're doing here with this podcast. Yeah, it some of this I have gotten really passionate about in the last couple of years as well is preparing our kids as they're launching out into the world. So like Jason, everything Jason just said, we want to prepare our own hearts. We want to be making sure that we're standing firm in the Lord and we need to be preparing our children for that as well. Um, We're looking at an increasingly hostile culture um, and we want to train up our children to stand firm in what they believe, to know what they believe. Um, When you look at a lot of the research that we see in the last 30, 40 years coming out of Christian households, um, kids who were raised as Christians, and then they, you know, get into high school, college, they start being confronted with worldly philosophies. And so many of them end up walking away, we see through these studies, because they didn't have a firm foundation. They didn't know that the Bible can actually be, we can see through science, it, it can be backed up. Like there's, there's so much with God and his word um, that is so real and so rich and so deep. And yet we're not preparing our children to um, defend the faith, to even know, to even have roots deep enough to know why we believe what we believe. And um, we just see so many of the younger generations just being swept away because they don't have that foundation and they don't know how to articulate that. And I don't know how to half the time, to be honest. I don't necessarily know these arguments off the top of my head. And so when my children are getting older, 
children asking questions. I want to have a defense. I want to be able to share with them God's truth and why we believe what we believe. I want to be able to have the tools to know how to find those things. I'm not going to have every answer all the time, but I want to have the tools in my back pocket that I can say, you know what? That's a really great question. What did happen to the dinosaurs? Let's go investigate it together. Um, And so that's really our goal is to bring families together in figuring out how do we interact with God's word in a very serious way that we can take serious and that we can be proud of and that we can stand firm on. How do we not only instruct our own hearts, but how do we do this in a way that we are preparing our children um, for what they are going to face out in the world? And as they enter adulthood, how can we prepare them? And um, that's what gets us really passionate about this new project. Exactly. And that really moves us into what I wanted to talk about next, which is what the purpose of the show really is. Why do we care about studying the Bible and understanding it well enough to apply it to our lives and our roles? And like you just said so well, Jamie, to our kids and helping them to understand it. Now, we're going to I'm going to read a few scriptures here because, well, I mean, first of all, it's God's word. It's authoritative Mm -hmm. and I, I couldn't do any better. And the Bible itself says countless times to study, to understand, to live according to God's word. So here are a few and I'll give you more references in in the show notes so you can even look at more yourself, because otherwise I could be reading for a long time. (laughs) Second Timothy three, 14 through 17. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Here's a verse from the Old Testament, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And here is a psalm to cap it off before I give you the references for the rest. Psalm 119.11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. There are several more that you can read on your own time. The Puritan John Owen, known for many things, but one especially being his, his amazing work, The Mortification of Sin, he said, The conferring and comparing of scriptures is an excellent means of coming to an acquaintance with the mind and will of God in them. And that's exactly what we're doing. With all this said, we want to invest our time and effort into reading and studying and understanding and applying, obviously, God's word to our own lives as well as teaching it. To our kids, like you said, Jamie. So like we shared, the brunt of this podcast has come out of our own study in our personal life, which we're, we'll, we'll share more about. But as we go through this deep and lengthy process ourselves, this is a study that we are doing in our own personal life. Um, we thought it'd be fruitful and fun to share this journey with you. And we're not experts. Uh, we're not professionals. Nope. Um, we're nothing like that. We're just nerds. Uh, <laughs> just nerds who love to read, who love to learn. And we are passionate about serving the Lord and loving him. Uh, And we want to share our process and what we're learning with others like you, because 
I think we all, as believers, we can come around in community, even when it's online, which is amazing, to be able to um, encourage each other in this. And I encourage you to find people in your real life community that you can go through some of this stuff together with. Use our resources as the jumping off point uh, for really digging into this within your own life and within your own communities. Right. And don't worry if you feel overwhelmed at this idea. Uh, I know a lot of people, because it's even been me, me in the past, is like, well, that just sounds so hard and like a time commitment. And like, I just like, am I capable of that? Like, you know, there are like brilliant theologians out there for a reason. Like, that ain't me. <laughs> and uh, but that, you know, that's not us either. You know, we just want to study with all the faculties of our minds that God has given us. And I f- truly believe that Christians, any Christian, is fully capable of learning and understanding God's teachings, the teachings that he laid out for us in the Bible. And and we're aiming to present those here, whatever we learn in our studies to you in as digestible and a clear way as possible. Well, and God's word, his doctrines, these deep theological truths have everyday implications. And um, a lot of what you hear, which is sad, is, well... Uh, you know, I, I don't really care about eschatology much because what does it affect my life? Um, or I don't care, you know, or or just maybe even if you don't voice it that way, it's kind of in the back of your mind. It's like, oh, yeah, like that's kind of just a theological problem for smarter people to hash out. And um, we may we're not all going to arrive at the same conclusions. There's things that we're going to be wrong on. There's going to be things you're wrong on uh, when we meet Christ. Um, but he wants us to be serious about our faith and to be in, in, you know, diving into it the best that we can. Um, And these doctrines, some huge doctrines we need to have right, um, that we need to be studying. And then there's the more secondary or tertiary uh, doctrines like eschatology that we can have passionate and fun debates with and disagree with each other. Um, But they do matter. They do matter for practical life. And that's what we want to bring together is some pretty deep theological discussions broken down into very easy language of what do all these crazy terms mean? What are like, I don't know why theologians or like professors, you know, like high academic people, why do they have to make like such crazy terminology that like you need a degree just to to understand just to understand a sentence. So that's what we're hoping to do is break it down as we're understanding. There's so many new words that we've learned this year um, that now I can hold my own in a eschatology debate. I could not have done that a year and a half ago. No. And we we Mm want to get to that point in all the doctrines that are found in the Bible. We want to be able to take any sort of category of thing that God has written in his word for us. And we want to be able to understand it on a level deep enough that we can appreciate it. We can apply it. And we can actually, like you just said, we could actually have a a discussion about it with, with our children, with, with someone else out in the world that we're, we're talking to with a friend, with someone at church. That's what we want. And, you know, you and I, Jamie, we grew up Christian. Right. Pretty much. We've always been reading Christian books. We've always been listening to sermons. We've always gone to church, you know, all that stuff. But as as we've gotten older and, you know, we've started to have, (laughs) I guess at this point, a pretty sizable family, (laughs) like we have just felt a renewed and increased desire to just dig deeper into the things of God. Yeah. And that's where that that whole journey in this last couple of years of really diving deeper into just some different theological topics that we hadn't really studied or hadn't studied in a long time. Um, So we kind of went on this evolution 
uh, in the last couple of years, um, we were both kind of realizing we didn't really know much about end times, right. um, which is eschatology. So the study of the last days, we really didn't know much. We'd heard some of the words. We I, I feel like I understood like 50%, but then when we started studying it, I understood like 10%, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, we, we we understood at least on a surface level, like, you know, the, the view that, that our evangelical tradition like held. And we we're like, okay, I guess that's, I guess that's what we believe. But by actually digging into it and trying to figure out what all the main views were and, and why they believe that from actual scriptures, like that was super eye-opening. Yeah. And it was really helpful because we started, you know, we started with one doctrine. Well, so we thought, which was eschatology. So, okay, we're going to study what does the Bible say about the end times? Well, as soon as we got into that, we started looking at, you know, basically the four main views of the end times. Don't worry. We're going to cover eschatology again. Eventually, um, yeah. <laughs> eventually, eventually. Not for a while. And we started seeing that your view of the end times, if you, which view you fell into one of those four, was really affected by other doctrines that you would hold and other theological positions, um, primarily dispensationalism uh, and covenantalism. And so we kind of paused our end time study and we dug into those over here on the, on the exactly. other side. Because we were like, we're like oh, wait. <laughs> we need to understand these. <laughs> we we got to go over yeah. here. Um, and then studying those things really started touching on a lot of church history, a lot of early church fathers, um, uh, the, um, what do you call it? like creeds, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the way that these theological concepts were kind of built and how they came to be understood over time. So we ended up kind of studying that church history in general. Yeah, and then like along that whole road then, as like eschatology's paused way back over here and we're now on like 50 rabbit trails, <laughs> other doctrines started popping up that were just, um, you know, we just started really diving into things like the modes and methods of baptism, which we had studied before, but we hadn't seen necessarily all the sides of it. And so it was just really interesting as we started, you know, getting really affirmed in certain doctrines that we were like, yep, that's what we thought. Um, and even diving into some different things that we hadn't um, studied before, which was so interesting. Um, so finally, then, you know, a year later, we looped back <laughs> around to where we started looking at the main views of the end times again. Yeah. And this time around, I felt like I could grasp them. I felt like I could really understand them. Plus a whole bunch of other things that and we, we learned about on the way. All this other stuff. And we had so much fun, uh, even just as a married couple, diving into these topics together. And um, we it has been really good for our marriage. We will spend time like in that we have lots of driving as we travel. So we'll look up sermons. We've looked up sermons on end times and baptism and all this stuff. And then we'll talk about them in the car and debate them. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's been really fun actually yeah. for us. Um, and it's been really encouraging and neat to dive into. Um, and, um, obviously, like I said, also for teaching our children for the future as well. And so now for this podcast, we're going to dig deeper, uh, into scripture. And as we study it, we're going to be sharing along with you. Um, and so just like we did for the, you know, four views of the end times, uh, we really tried to present the case for each of them um, and what they, why they believe what they believe. Uh, so we're going to do the same thing on the different um, methods of baptism. Uh, we're going to look at um, the canon of scripture and how it was formed. Uh, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of his word, salvation and you know and, and jesus himself and and the holy spirit and and you know the doctrine of of mankind and basically anything that you can actually derive from scripture and actually come up with an actual a theology about we're going to touch those things we're going to talk about them we're going to go deep but we're also going to try to keep it as simple and clear as possible 
because that's that's what we need. And that's what that's what that's what oftentimes, uh, you know, a lot of the resources out there are just not really there. They're very deep and maybe hard to understand. So we're going to be trying to make these things as understandably as possible. Yeah. And um, in the next episode, we're going to get in more into um, exactly kind of how we're going to go through this, which yeah, our I, methodology. I think is going to be really exciting. You're going to see where um, we're going to be kind of pulling the resources from. It's going to be kind of, I think, a fun episode. Yeah. Um, and then episode three, we're going to get into our very first doctrine episode, which will be on the doctrine of God's word. Yes. Uh, bibliology, you could call it. And it's really going to be God's word and everything to do with that. So that's what we're going to be starting on episode three. And uh, for now, like, like we've said, we are trying to make this incredibly easy to grasp and understandable. And, but we're not just going to leave it there. We're going to be taking it from just knowledge. And like you've said a couple times, Jamie, we're trying to make application with this. We're going to help you know how to apply it to your own lives. And then also for those of us with with children, how to apply it to their lives, how, how to help them to understand the significance of these things. I mean, because wh what's the point of knowing something if it's not actually useful, right? Yeah. And um, Wayne Grudem has a great quote. He says, true theology is teaching that accords with godliness. First Timothy 6, 3. And, the and theology, when studied rightly, will lead to growth in our Christian lives and to worship. And yes. that's our next kind of topic as we're wrapping up this introduction episode is that we are going to study theology with rejoicing and praise as we go through this. This is not just an academic pursuit. This is not just something that is an interesting thing to study and we're curious about it. Um, we hope to um, really capture uh, that rejoice and that praise and that this will lead us back to worship of God and a strengthening of our hearts and our um, just our worship in the Lord through yeah. this. And we, we hope that, that we're uh, contagious with that and that we get the same response in you as well where we share this. In Psalm 19.8, it says that the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Psalm 119.162 says, I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. And Romans 11.33-36, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. You can see from these verses, our response to studying theology should be a joyful praise. That should just come naturally out of it. Yeah, and as you can tell, uh, we have formatted this podcast to be very uh, conversational. And so our goal is to um, kind of you know, make it feel like there's a third chair sitting here. Yeah, and we're just sitting here and you've pulled up a chair and you're you're part of the convo. And we're just we're chatting and we're discussing um, what we've learned about the Bible this yeah. week. And um, aside from just being, you know, an enjoyable, hopefully enjoyable format for learning <laughs> and hope. enjoying, hopefully you like it and we enjoyable. don't drive you nuts. We're going to try not to go off on rabbit trails too much. Um, you know, God created us to be relational. Um, with each other we're we are to be in relationship with God and we're to be in relationship with each other. Yeah. And as Michael Horton says, we think that theology is done best in community and conversation with fellow believers and not alone in isolation. Exactly. So we want this to spark 
conversation and excitement and um, whether that's with your spouse and your kids or your friends and yeah. your pastor, we want this to um, help ignite that passion and that spark and that excitement. Yeah. So listen in with us chatting on this podcast, read books on your own. I mean, we're definitely planning on giving lots of recommendations <laughs> in that regard. We like to read if you know us. Exactly. And then take all these things that you're learning with us from your own readings and studying and, and talk about them with your friends, your family, uh, your people at church in a Bible study, any anything you can think of. Like, like that's what we're hoping comes from this. Right. And don't forget the key piece of taking it to the Bible itself as well. That was something that as we got really deep into eschatology, um, you know, and then and then we're reading stuff that's that's quoting the Old Testament. We're going into Daniel and Isaiah and all of this stuff. I was like, hold up, wait a minute. I need to start over at Genesis one with all this brand new information in my brain. And I need to read Genesis one through Revelation with end times in mind and like see what with new information, you know, and, and read it that way. Um, and so that's what I want to encourage you is just to be, keep going to scripture again and again. There are, there have been amazing theologians, amazing pastors, amazing men and women throughout history who have helped us grow in our understanding, um, of God's word and his doctrine. And, um, there are creeds that help us solidify what we believe. Um, there's, there's so much good resources that we've had over the past 2000 years, um, but it doesn't replace God's authoritative word. And we need to remember that as well. And that's something I need to remind myself because I can get, you know, oh, this text said this and that said this, but we have to make sure that we're using, you know, that God's word is standing firm. And we're yep. going to talk about that in episode number three. Exactly. Okay. As we wrap up, let's just quickly talk about the importance of understanding theology as a family. We won't belabor this because yeah, we've already hit on I feel like we went on a, numerous a, a times lot of already. <laughs> yeah. But so like you've said, Jamie, there has never been a more important time to not only understand the Bible and theology for yourself, but to be able to teach your family these truths that we can find there. It, yeah. It's not enough to be a Christian who loves the Lord. I mean, that is very important. Right. But you really need to understand your faith. And if we're going to be passing down our faith to our, our future generations, I mean, we, we have children. Uh, presumably one day we'll have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Like, we, we need to have a deeply rooted faith ourselves mm -hmm. so that it can be something, uh, you know, sensible that we can, we can pass on. Mm -hmm. This is something, you know, that I read, you know, on a Facebook post some, sometime this year that was really convicting that said, like, if you, what was the quote? If you didn't have. If your Bibles were taken or something like that. Yeah. If your Bible, like if you didn't have your Bibles tomorrow, like your Bibles were taken away, um, would you still be able to teach your children about Christ? Would you still know? And that was really, really convicting because in our modern society, I, we have gotten so lazy um, at just being, I can just look up any verse I yeah, want on Google. Very complacent. Yeah. Yes. And like, I don't, it doesn't become, it doesn't feel as critical to be memorizing scripture, to be really deeply understanding these things in a way that we can reiterate them and teach future generations. And I, uh, I, we were listening to a sermon by someone this last year that just really hit home with me. They were talking about, are you making the steps today? Are you preparing today to make sure that the faith gets handed down to your great grandchildren? Are we thinking ahead, um, not only to our kids, but our grandkids and our great grandkids? Um, we don't know what the future is going to look like. And um, are we prepared to instill and instill the love of the Lord and his knowledge, um, hide that away in our hearts and teach our kids and our grandkids to how to do the same so that we are passing down this faith to our great grandchildren. Exactly. And it's not in our works. It's not in, um, 
It's not some magic formula that if we do this, all of our offspring will be Christian. We know that's not true. Um, but, but we also know that we need to be obedient and faithful to what God has called us to um, and that there is blessing in that as well. And so um, not coming out of a works salvation thing or anything like that, but how are we looking to the future? Um, how are we preparing future generations um, in, you know, in a, in a society that is really um, no longer, it's no longer the accepted norm to be a Christian. You know, we now face opposition on every side and um, we need to have a defense for our faith and make sure that our children um, at least know that as much as is up to our ability and resources. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, for a long time now, especially in the West, especially like us specifically in, in America, have been very, uh, you know, comfortable and used to living in, in a very Christian environment. And that really has definitely been on the wane, um, you know, in the West in general, and even here in the States now, like that's, that's happening. And so mm -hmm. it's not just this, like, you know, easy, natural thing anymore. Like, it's really something that we need to focus on and work at more than ever. I think also another reason that we think it's so important and worthwhile to study and understand scripture is that it can help the body of Christ to grow in unity. And I mean, Biblical unity is, is, is so important and valuable, obviously. The more that Christians study God's word and the better they can understand it, I truly believe that it helps to bring us together uh, when we have a better grasp on the things of the Lord. Even though we'll have differences, we're, you know, there's going to be differences of understanding where we stand on certain issues between, you know, between denominations, maybe between even within, you know, within a same church, we might have differences on, on, you know, certain doctrinal issues, but having a well-rounded view of our theology and understanding where you stand on the issues and, and even having some understanding on how, you know, how other fellow believers have come to their own understanding, even if it differs from your own, that promotes unity. And I just love that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that has showed us like there was a few doctrines this year that we really didn't understand. And you you, know, you kind of give like the side eye to these other congregations that you're like, hey, you, you're like baptizing babies over there. What's that all about? I don't really understand that. Um, and to come to understand that, it, you know, it's a fully orthodox view. And these are our brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, and um, whatever these issues are that we don't necessarily understand, I think. Um, there's so much within conservative Orthodox Christianity. I'm not talking heretical, crazy things, um, but within um, this, like we can all, there can be four of us in a room and all four of us hold to a different eschatological view of the end times. And that's okay. Like we can still have so much unity within that. And um, it can spark a lot of conversations and a lot of depth as well when we are all coming around scripture, um, sharing differences. And I really love that. Um, but, you know, when looking at raising up our children and um, future generations, you know, we some of the things that become important that we'll talk about in these practical parts um, is that, for example, you know, we need to understand that Christ was fully man and Christ was fully God. Those that's a really, really important doctrine. Um, and there are really big dangers that come in when we stray away from that doctrine. And so, uh, you know, we need to hold fast to these core doctrines and be able to teach them to our children. Um, you know, for example, where false religions differ. Um, that's really big. If you had a conversation with your 15 year old on the fact that Christ was fully man and fully God, and we need to know that. And the importance comes in um, because, you know, the deity of Christ, Christ being fully man and fully God uh, is an essential core doctrine. And all false religions that mention Christ they mess with his de deity. Like he's not 
fully one or the other in that way. They just completely butcher that. And we need to know that so that we can say, wait, what is wrong with these other false religions? Where do they get it wrong? Well, they get it wrong in some really, really critical ways. And we need to be prepared um, and we need to equip our kids within that. Um, And another thing is we need to equip our kids to face skepticism. Um, This is a huge one. Uh, We need to teach them that Christianity is historical. Um, There are records for um, Jesus walking on earth. There are records of his resurrection. Um, There we have, we have historical records um, and that Christianity is also not anti-science. This is not like a pie in the sky spiritualism. This is something that if we believe that God truly did make this world and that he he truly does move and work in it, then he like he made this world. He made all of those things that work. It's not anti-science. Maybe scientists think that, um, but Christianity is not. And so how do we equip our children that when they're hearing these things, um, that they they know what truth is and um, can have a defense of their faith when they face that skepticism? Yeah. And, and on a deeper level than just being told, oh, yes, Christianity is historical and it's scientific. Like, trust us. Because then as soon as they, you know, they have someone in, in school or in college or they read a book or have a friend that, you know, is like, yeah, no, that's that's not true. And here's why. And they have all these reasons that can be really you know shaking to to mm-hmm. someone's faith, especially someone who's not, you know, well rooted in their own faith, like like a kid. And so, you know, that's another thing we're, we're hoping to, to tackle through this podcast and also by giving, you know, many, many resource recommendations is to actually like cover these things and not just say, yes, it is this way, but like. Okay, how is it this way? Like we're going to actually share a lot of that. And I'm actually really excited to to study that myself and to share it here. Yeah. So if you can tell, we're excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have a lot to share. Another thing that I think that studying theology is good for is that it can really also help us to correct our own wrong ideas and assumptions that we might have. We might not even know we have them. Over our lifetimes, we've we've all probably accumulated many ideas about the Bible that are not entirely correct, or or maybe they're completely false even, or, or maybe there are teachings from scripture that we, for whatever reason, we just don't want to accept as true. You know, there's those things where it's like, Ugh, I see that it says that, but I just don't, I don't like that. So by studying theology, we can overcome many of these problems. We can confront our own wrong ideas and our rebellious tendencies to, you know, to sort of try to go away from things that we're not comfortable with in scripture. And we will have the full weight of God's teachings with which to do that. Uh, this can also help us to become prepared to make better decisions on biblical things that that we might come across in, in the future of our own lives. If we have a good grasp on what the Bible says about the various doctrines, about just about what the Bible talks about, then we can be ready to analyze and understand and make a much more biblical judgment call than we otherwise would be able to whenever we're confronted with some sort of question about doctrine. I also think that it can be good, obviously to grow in our own Christian lives. And a big way to help ourselves grow is to understand theology. I'm going to quote Wayne Grudem. He says, the more we know about God, about his word, about his relationships to the world and humankind, the better we will trust him, the more fully we will praise him, and the more readily we will obey him. Studying systematic theology rightly will make us more mature. Christians. And then echoing the sentiment, the Dutch American theologian Gerhardus Voss said, the Bible is not a dogmatic handbook, but a historical book full of dramatic interest. So we're going to leave it here uh, for today because we've got a couple announcements as we wrap up. Um, But we're 
we're very excited for where we are going with this podcast. Uh, in the next podcast, like I said, we're going to share some more of the approaches to hermeneutics that we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about what are, what are we talking about? You yeah, the I mean, outline. really, it's basically on studying the Bible, theology. What is theology? There's different, you know, sorts right, the of different theology. ways to approach scripture. Yeah, exactly. The, the different ways to approach scripture, why they're all valuable in different ways, how to sort of synthesize them all together to really, you know, get to the depth and the understanding that we're hoping for. So we're going to be looking at approaching uh, scripture from a systematic standpoint, a historical standpoint, a, a biblical standpoint, a biblical standpoint, and a very practical standpoint. And a practical standpoint. So yeah. those are the main four. And then, like we said, episode number three is going to kick off the actually diving systematically into scripture. We're going to be starting with God and His Word. Um, episode four is. Can you remember it off the top of your head? Yeah. So episode four is also on God's Word because we're going to have several all about the Bible and establishing it as what it is. And so I believe that the next episode is going to be on the um, the authority and inerrancy of, of God's word, of yeah. the Bible. And then we're also going to have, we're going to have a couple episodes on the forming of the canon of scripture. Exactly. So how did the Bible become the 66 books that we know now? Uh, why do we not accept the Apocrypha as scripture? Uh, you know, all of that stuff we're going to get into no, not church history yet. I'm, and I'm forgetting the timeline. We went through a bunch of different timelines for it. Um, but w anyway, we'll have a list for you of the episodes we're going to have out when we're not sitting here this late. Um, so we've got those coming up. And then the last piece I wanted to share with you guys is the really fun part. We are going to be having um, this podcast is going to come out every other week. And when it comes out, there's actually going to be two episodes that release at the same time. So you'll yes. see you'll see the second episode right now. So episode one is going to be Jason and I here chatting with the adults. Your kids can listen in. Totally family friendly, of course. Your older, especially teenagers, are going to just, you know, they can get just as much out of these conversations as you can. Um, so this is kind of the adult conversation. And then the second episode is going to be our family discipleship episode to go along with what we talked about in the adult episode. Exactly. It, it's going to be a lot shorter, but really just aimed at generally boiling down, you know, the topic of that week's episode into uh, sort of like, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a discipleship program you know, that you could use like during family worship or, you know, during whenever it is that you like, you know, try to teach your kids and have some devotional time with them. So when we're talking about God's word, we'll have something about that that is, you know, kind of recorded for for their level that's you know shorter and and has some scripture has like a song recommendation and w one of the things that we like to do is obviously we like to we like to um, memorize uh, catechism questions with our kids we like to memorize scripture verses with our kids we're going to have those provided in there as well as we love to memorize like hymns and good christian worship songs that can glorify and praise god with a lot of these truths that we're going to be learning about so in each of those discipleship episodes We'll also be giving recommendations for those, as well as maybe even on some of them, we might even have um, things that we can find that you could use like supplementally, like maybe on YouTube, there's some videos, you know, some fun videos for kids that that talk about the issue of that week and that, you know, would be enjoyable for them to watch and learn and that sort of thing. Yeah. So basically what we want to do is help you develop your own kind of family discipleship time or your family worship time, whatever you want to say. Um, this is something that we, I think for a few years, kind of struggled and floundered in because we didn't know what family worship should look like. It was really hard, I feel like, to establish it. Um, and it doesn't need to look any particular way. There's not a formula. Um, it doesn't have to be 
for 10 minutes right before bed and it's going to include all of these, you know, whatever things. Um, But I think if you have no habit of family worship, it can feel really difficult to even know where to start. And so what our goal with this little mini episode that's going to be about 10 minutes long that'll follow each episode um, is just to help you facilitate that. So what we envision is, and we love your feedback on this as we develop them, um, but what we envision is, you know, it is, it's right after dinner time and it's almost bedtime and everybody sits in the living room and you hit play and Jason's going to have a little mini lesson aimed at the whole family. So it's going to repeat a little bit of some of the stuff you probably heard and listened to in the adult conversation, Um, but it's going to be a little mini 10 minute devotional or five minute devotional um, just for the whole family on that topic that everybody can just sit and listen to. We're going to make it quick and easy for the younger ages. And then he's going to go into a scripture memory for the week and he's going to repeat it several times so that the whole family can say it out loud together. Um, You know, the whole kind of aim of this is bringing this all together in an easy way for tired and overwhelmed parents. Because there's been so many times where I want to memorize scripture, but then I have to go look up good ones to memorize and I have to have it ready. And then we all have to say it. And you know, it's like, it's not that hard of a thing, but sometimes it's kind of hard. And so having it in this format, um, we're hoping to just help make it easier for everyone. I know we're going to be listening to them too with our kids. And then it's also after the scripture memory, it'll have a catechism for the week to memorize together. Yeah. Whenever there's a a catechism question and answer that goes along with the topic, which I mean, there's so many quality catechisms out there and I'm going to be looking through them all and, and finding the ones that, that match. So Mm. you guys can then use them if you so choose to, to help learn the question and answer of, you know, like, why did God do this or what is this? And then, you know, you yourself and your children can can learn the answer to that. And so we're going to provide those as well in, in, in a memorization type way that you can choose to use if you'd like. And then, like you said, Jamie, also we'll also have probably at least like one song recommendation uh, of, of something. I like to sing to our kids as part of the bedtime routine, um, you know, and oftentimes they'll sing along with me. And we've memorized quite a few just really good scriptural mm-hmm. worship songs mm-hmm. that we're, we're praising God in their last moments before they go to sleep. And I just think that's really awesome. I've actually learned the words to a lot of songs that I've never really known. And so like, I'm getting something out of this as well. The kids are getting something out of this. And, and I just think it's a really great way to kind of like end the day for them. So that's something we'll be giving here too. I think it's a neat practice because like now our whole family has a good 10, 15 songs completely memorized like start to finish we all can just sing it and it's so simple like we didn't all set out to memorize jason just holds the the song up on his phone and he'll sing it with the kids and then slowly he didn't need his phone anymore because he had it memorized and the kids had it memorized and i had it memorized because i'm in the kitchen cleaning while i'm listening to all this happening um and so we really love that practice too and it can be so simple you just sing a song before bed you don't set out to memorize it it just happens with repetition like i swear there's nothing like cooler than when you just like you're going about your own daily life and you like overhear one of your kids singing one of those songs to themselves like that's just awesome or we get to church and this has happened several times where they start playing the hymn or the song and they're like daddy that's not we know that we know it yeah and they have it exciting moment every time that happens so yeah so that's what we're gonna have for these family discipleship um little mini episodes so they're gonna be hopefully the adult conversation will equip you to uh understand this on a much deeper level so if your kids have questions um you can deal with them or, um, you know, know how to start looking for these questions and stuff. So we kind of are envisioning this will be for probably the the second mini episode for family worship is more for like ages 12 and under. But if, if you have older kids than that and younger, the whole family can like 
completely benefit from this. And then, you know, if you have older kids, if you have teenagers, have them just listen along to these main episodes as well, because, you know, that'll be very helpful. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that we're going to wrap up that episode unless you have anything else to share today. I, I think that's it. I'm really excited. You know, next week, we're really going to establish how we're going to be doing this and really going deep on that. And then the very next one, we're going to jump right into our first topic. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. If you can't tell, you guys, we are excited. <laughs> All right. Yep. OK, we're going to leave it here before we keep rambling. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give us your feedback. Uh, you can join our group. We actually we have an app for finding joy in your home. Um, It is our free app where we just have, uh, we bring our community together. And within this app, um, we have a whole private community for household hermeneutics. So if you wanna come join us, go to findingjoycommunity.com, findingjoycommunity.com. You can come join us in there as we just really dive into um, discussing these as a community and um, sharing resources and sharing big wins and asking questions. It's going to be amazing. So come join us there and then we will see you guys back here in two weeks for the next episode. Yep. See you then.